Welcome back, y'all, to episode 40 of Bitches Love Brunch. I am your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we are excited to be back for another week per usual. Hey, y'all. Y'all heard me stuttering last time. Y'all thought y'all got Kiana. me there. You thought you got me <laughs> there. Okay. I'm I go. was not expecting <laughs> you. So just for reference, like, and I think I've said this before, but Kiana names all of the episodes. So... I always feel like she is spot on, and I never know the title of the episode until she tells me that it's loaded. And so when I saw this, I was like, no, the fuck she did it. But <laughs> you know what? Somebody texted me and was just like, the title of this episode is so perfect. And I was like, thanks. I came up with it myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I feel like that. And you know me. I'm always struggling with my words. Always. So I feel like that could be like an ongoing thing Let's like see. so there's that y'all go ahead and run a run keep tally okay if you want to right keep tally. <laughs> we don't care but you can keep tally i care just a little bit though just a tiny bit <laughs> yes last week was a little different last week was a little different i would care about that too Let's see um Okay, so since we kind of started talking about the episode, let's go ahead and do a recap before we check in. Uh, so what else did we talk about? Oh, uh, we talked we talked about Jesse. We talked about Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Have you still that, been keeping up with that? Uh, sh- those shenanigans. I have to some degree, and I have a friend that we like. <laughs> I, I feel like we're the only two people that feel like we can talk to each other about it because we. Um, we're not sure if we believe him, but we are also still just waiting to see how the cards will play out. Because we also don't necessarily, well, I'll speak for myself. I also don't necessarily believe the Chicago Police Department. Um, so I'm just like, I'm going to wait to see where the cards land on this. And just and just call it a day. I can't pass judgment. We don't have all of the information. I highly doubt we, um, we ever will. Uh, and that's where I'm at on it. What about you? really been keeping up i kind of was just like y'all give me a verdict because i I can't and even with the verdict i I still can't so it's still sketchy (laughs) yeah i don't know one of the things that um because you know i listen to podcasts all day long but i was listening to the joe but the joe budden podcast and one of the things yes joe's like my brother hey joe (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh, one of the things he was saying he was like I really want to hear from somebody from the LGBTQ community and I was like I do too and not Mm -hmm. because I want to see you slander somebody in your community or even take up for somebody in your community I just want to know what that feels like from you because I can only understand what that feels like as an African American and I can sympathize with you knowing what it feels like to be um and another oppressed group but right. and as a double minority but i don't know what it feels like to have that type of hatred um based off my sexuality so i would be curious to hear from somebody from that community and i'll probably just wait until the verdict comes out to really yeah. ask people because that's tough that's a tough call it is one of the friends that i was talking to about it he he is actually in like acquaintance with other people that know a little bit or know Jesse Jesse a little bit. Um, Is it who I think? Never mind. I'm going to talk to you on break. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so he was saying that they were saying um, 
it was kind of they thought it was kind of sketch from the from the beginning, and they are members of the LGBT. I, I mean, I'm sure that they do think it's sketch, but I'm just wondering, like, what what feelings does that evoke from you, knowing you know how mm-hmm. hard y'all are trying to make a difference in your community? Exactly. Um, I do know that um, I believe Don Lemon came out and said something because he was in such strong support of Jesse he was. when things he did. first He was first on happened. the Red Table Talk talking about it. Right. But then after all of this came out, he did, I think he did mention that he reached out to him again um, and just kind of expressed his disappointment and like, you know, why would you, like, why would you do this? Why would you do this? Um, but I think everybody is in this space of... Let's just see where the cards fall. And like you said, Kiana, even when we do get a verdict, it's still all going to be sketched because nobody handled it um, in the best way that they could have. Yeah, for sure. What else did we talk about on episode 39? Now, uh, you know, oh, I, yeah. I write the descriptions. I don't remember them. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were saying, you know, what we talked about because oh, I did. No. We were talking about... Um, <laughs> Is your box too small for those people that are putting limitations on themselves and their preferences, what they like, and how that can impact your dating and all of that. So hopefully you all enjoyed that. Enjoyed that episode, that interesting combo of Open up your boxes. Topics. No pause mm-hmm. intended. No pause intended. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a quick. <laughs> let's do a quick check in. I love when I crack myself. Up. Um, <laughs> and I really want to tell you something, but I might have to tell you after we stop this section. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so let's check in real quick, Kiana. How you been? What's going on? I'm good. Are you excited? I for what? Kiana has a, I mean, as of when this episode drops, it would have happened already, but as of when we're recording, your birthday is tomorrow. It Uh. is tomorrow. (laughs) I I am excited. I think that this next year is going to be the shit. Um, I'm already claiming it, but I don't know. I feel like I got a lot going on. I have a lot to be excited and a lot to be grateful for right now. So I think my emotions are so high that they're calm I need to calm down like I literally was like I have to go to the gym today because I think earlier and I've shared on the podcast before like I struggle with anxiety and stuff like that but earlier my co-workers a few of my girls were taking me out to lunch for my birthday and um girl almost had an anxiety attack in the car mm. Literally, I was like, I think we had went the wrong way, and they were saying we were going back to the original restaurant we said that we wanted to go to, and I was just like, nope, just go to the one down the street, because I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to mm-hmm. make it. So, mm-hmm. I'm so excited that um, the anxiety is up, so I guess so, in, in different I, ways. This is like, not even knowing that, we picked a really good topic for today in light of that, so I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so I got some things to say about that. How are you doing? I am well. I came off of a week and somewhat weekend that was a little overwhelming myself. Um, and I got home. Um, I probably shouldn't say this 
on air because you never know who's listening. But anyway, I got home on Sunday and um, my dishwasher, I thought my dishwasher was broken. And it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, you know, that's a first world problem. It really wasn't that big a deal. It turned out that it was not broken, but it was just enough to send my um, my mindset that was already so overwhelmed yeah. over the edge. <laughs> and I was like, this is the last thing that I need. Um, but I literally prayed for a moment. I turned on Solange. <laughs> I listened to Cranes in the Sky. Listen, and I was do like, it. I was like, oh, this is it. And then I poured me a glass of wine. Yes. I got to work, <laughs> cleared out that dishwasher. Of course, like I said, it was not broken. And I was just like, all right, we can tackle this. But, ooh, excuse me, being completely transparent, I was in the space over the last few days and so I was just really grateful to have that moment on Sunday because I actually ended up not going to church and sometimes those are um my best worshiping days where it can just Girl, be you are you are the church everywhere you go yes. okay I was like face to face with God like I just need you to enter this space and do whatever it is you're gonna do so we can work this out and you know did what? just that that's so funny that you say that. And I don't, I mean, I know I don't, I don't really believe 100% in astrology. I think that they always be leaning mm. in the right direction, but I think mm -hmm. Mercury is in retrograde. But mm -hmm. um, I too have been having a rough time even like this past two or so weeks. And we've, I mean, you and I have been in constant communication. Right. So you know that. And um, that's just so interesting because I feel like there's just like, a weight on people's shoulders and they're trying to figure out how to transition out of that yeah well with that being said let's pass the mimosa real quick and go ahead and jump into this topic because i feel like we're ready okay so what are you drinking I am drinking, um, let me pull up the bottle. Y'all, okay, so let me have a confession moment. Because Courtney said that we were, we were talking beforehand and something didn't make it to the podcast. And so I was like, you know what, I want to get a glass of wine, but we were ready to record. And we had been waiting on me for a little bit of time. And so I was just like, you know what, no time for the glass, J just grab the bottle. <laughs> just grab the so bottle. So I literally just have a bottle of Cabernet sitting right Ooh. next to me that I'm drinking out of. Happy birthday to me <laughs> happy birthday yes i am what you drinking got? a uh yellowtail moscato i had some friends over a couple of weeks ago and you know with, with friends come bottles and snacks and all of that so i had quite a bit left over um i need to start hosting so, parties there man but i don't be liking and people I, at my house and i tried to send them back <laughs> Now, and let me be clear, it was literally four of us total here, but we oh. had, it was probably a good seven, seven bottles wow. for four people. Now, granted, we didn't get through all of that, of course, which is why I'm left with some, um, but I tried to send people back with their bottles, like, because it's just me. I'm not going to, like... I mean, I drink on Tuesdays. I mean, it's just you, but it's just you and the duration of your lease. So that means it's just you with a lot of days <laughs> right. to drink all that right. wine. So I get that, and but at the same time, nice. you got time, honey. You're right. And it's also nice for when I do have people over, I have options. 
to offer them. You look at girl. So. I'd be like, I got water and <laughs> water. That's how it used to be, okay? Thank God mm. to the friends that come over, um, that do not come over empty-handed. So I just don't think I've ever had four people in my home. Kiana. Now I'm thinking about it. I think the most people I've had in my house were me <laughs> and my movers. Not you and the movers. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like having company. You know, I don't like having company. because yeah. It's not that I don't like people. I just don't know the appropriate way to tell you that you got to go home without ending our friendship. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't have... I like hosting, but I think I like hosting because I know... And I have the type of friends that are just like, it's time for me to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I know when it's time for... I'm like, okay... And some people are just like, look, you ain't, you, um, y'all may not be ready to leave, but I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. <laughs> like, you do, if it's those group of friends, not everybody. I was going to say, like, you know how at the old house and, um, and Shaker that I lived in, I would be like, y'all stay out here and I'm going to go back there and mm. do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I would literally sure would. do that and y'all would just be at home <laughs> in my house and yeah. I wouldn't care. But, I, you know, being in a new, I don't have those type of friends yet here. Yeah. No, I so. understand. Yep. Here, I'm talking like my sister. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. Hey, sis. Like, you know, when those those uh, those close friends that you know are going to respect your boundaries. Let's, see, that's the thing, too. You got friends that respect boundaries. My friends yeah. ain't, ain't there yet. My associates, no, my associates ain't will, there yet. <laughs> I have friends that if I were to do that, if I were to go to sleep, I would wake up to a clean house. Like Yes. I keep wanting to reference something, but I can't just yet. Anyway, all right, let's jump into this topic because we've had a heck of a um, heck of an intro. Yes. Okay. Oh, Why? sorry. No, you got to share the good news first. Oh yeah, I got you, girl. I got a quote. I'm gonna make it a one stop shop. Me now, I'm about mm. to read it straight through, and that's it. Don't talk to me about it. <laughs> At me. <laughs> What's up? Okay, so. The ability to discipline yourself to delay gratification in the short term in order to enjoy greater rewards in the long term is the indispensable prerequisite for success by Brian Tracy. Awesome. I wish that we had, um, I would, I would want to sound like some applause right there when I finished that. I, I wanted to, to clap. I so wanted to clap. I did I too. Myself. And you know, hooked on phonics saves lives. <laughs> I'm not mad at that, but um, just know that I'm applauding you in spirit. Thank you, thank you. Uh, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can get uh, Douche to add that there. Yes, Round Douche. Round of applause, baby. Make that. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you gonna kick us off? <laughs> so I was at a. Um, this is a short background story. I was at a professional development. Um, workshop not so long ago and one of the things they talked about was delayed gratification and that struck me on so many different chords like if I was a violin it was all my chords at the same time so um I just wanted to have a conversation about <laughs> delayed gratification like what are some of the things that you struggle with in terms of delayed um, gratification how do you process these things and what does that look mm. like in your everyday life? 
or even not everyday life, but when circumstances or transitions are happening. It's just it's such a robust topic. It is. But as soon as you said it, I had one thing that popped into my mind immediately. Okay, so what was the first thing um, you thought of? The first thing I thought of was change. And so You just wanna come to my house like that? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I am I never really struggled with change personally. Mm-hmm. I struggle with change when I'm having difficulty getting other people on board to embrace the change. And so whew, that for me is like those there are not many things in life, very few things in life for me that I'm like, I want other than sometimes wanting some abs, but I've also let that go. Um, but that I want instant gratification but change where it's just like okay especially in a lot of this probably has to do with like work in the field that I'm in when we have to change processes or when we have to change policies right now at my job we're in the midst of changing culture Um, yeah we've been talking about it for um over a year now and I've been a leader in that change um, and so for me, it's just like when I when and not necessarily just I, but when I, you know, maybe lay out new things and we say that this is what we're changing to when we set the expectations and then people have difficulty getting behind it. I struggle with that. Yeah, I'm definitely empathetic to it. And so in the beginning, so it's not like. I'm like, okay, this is a change. This is what we're doing now. Get on board or get left behind. No, yeah. I'm always checking myself, like making sure that I do the right things to bring you along in this change. Did I clearly set the expectations? Did I clearly communicate those expectations? Um, what did I need to tweak throughout the process? Did I properly get your buy-in? Did I make sure that the right people were around the table so that we can do this effectively? But it's more so about when we're a year and a half down the line and I know that I've like I've done all of these things and then I've even revisited and reevaluated certain things and it's just like you still have some stragglers. Yeah. Where they cannot get on board with it. And I'm just like, Oh, you're such a good person and you're such a great employee. This is the one thing that's holding like, how can I get you to like buy into that? So I struggle with that sometimes. We're just like, mostly when I know that I've done my part and I'm confident that I've done my part. I don't just do it like off rip. We're just like, like I said, we're changing you. You need to get on board. Right. After we've put in some work for some time, I'm just like, why can't we do this? Why can't we get beyond this yet? I wish you could see me because I'm like... <laughs> with your hands in the air. Why don't you yes, get it? Like, <laughs> like, I know you, sis. What are you doing? <laughs> like, and how can I help? Like, help me help you. Help yeah. me help you bring you along because I don't want to do this without you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at some point, you have to determine where the cutoff is. Mm. And you have to allow people to... Um, self-select out like because there's on there's on much so there's only so much time that I can invest in getting to bring you along if you're never gonna have any buy-in yeah um, so that that is that is that for me is like one thing that is um, 
important in terms of delayed gratification, but I also see why it's worth it, which is why I do a lot of the things on the front end and I'm intentional about the things that I do on the front end because mm. I know it's it's not going to be an immediate result. I don't expect it to be at all by any means. Um, and those are the things that are worth the wait. Yeah. You know, I think that's so interesting that you have that perspective, too, because mine's is totally opposite. But I'm not going to talk about that. I still want to talk about yours. Um, <laughs> because okay. I think that that is because that's your line of work. Um, it's mm -hmm. so interesting that that's something that you are combating or not even combating, but working through in your line of work. And for me, I feel like I had that struggle personally. Like, not in my mm. profession, but just in my personal life with people and wanting them to change and trying to instill good things in them. And then I just had to, for me, it was one of those things, um, at least in this last year, I really just had to surrender to God because I was literally, like, internally struggling. Like, why why won't you do what's best for you? Because that's, that's essentially what I'm hoping that you would do is what's best for you. And mm -hmm. then... I remember just getting this feeling over my body and it was just like, well, Kiana, every everybody's on their own path. Everybody gets it on their own journey. Like, even if you want the best for people, that doesn't mean that is what my plan is for them. Who are you? Humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, don't talk to me like that, Jesus. But I love you. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But that's that's that feels a little bit different when you're working in that. You it, know it does. But I think even with that same, I feel like it could it could kind of be similar because even in that same aspect, like I was even going to just share with you, like sometimes what you see is best for that person and you know you feel like it's best for that person may not be best for that person. So exactly. I even apply it. I even apply it to work where I know that what's best for you <laughs> is to get on board with this. Or I feel like it is, but sometimes, and I say this to employees all the time, especially when I face them or I face when they're in, in a situation of either working through what they're experiencing with us as their current employer or leaving. Yeah. And I'm always like, you have to, I don't want you to leave because of the value that you bring here. I don't necessarily say that to every employee because I ain't going to lie. There may be some employees <laughs> that need to go. That's just yeah. honest. Um, but I don't, I, I'm not necessarily pushing you out the door, but you do have to do what's best for you. I may think you're a really good fit here, but if you feel like what's best for you is to leave and explore other options, then you need to do that for yourself. That's not up to me. Right. And either way, you're going to come out on the better end of it. You know, now if you choose to remain here. I'm going to be more than happy and willing and, you know, to support you in that journey here. But if you also choose to leave, because I'm I'm always an advocate of like, if you are not at peace here, if you are not happy here, if you and that could be work, that could be relationship. And I'm just not always going to know what's like best for the other person I could recommend based off of my experience um, and based on what I'm witnessing or that you, based on what you have allowed me to witness in your life, which is probably why I came to that conclusion in the first place. Like you were saying, like, personally, like, why won't this person just do what's best for them? Mm -hmm. And that's because you're privy to what they're going through um, and you want what's best for them. But until they're ready to accept that and until they're ready to decide that they want better, 
Girl, that's that's just an added weight on you that we ain't got no business carrying. You know what? I agree with you. And I also think it is very unwise to give people suggestions on how they should live without giving them the resources to do so. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Like, it's one thing to say, like, hey, you should do this. And it's like, okay, I should. So how do I get there? You know what I'm saying? So wh- right. why, why are you speaking if you don't have anything right. to add to the situation besides your opinion? You got to come with more than mm-hmm. just your opinion. You got to come with some mm-hmm. supports. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I ain't going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you said what you said. And that <laughs> I was said what I said. What I said. <laughs> me, me, leaks. That needs to be the quote this week. I said what I said. That should happen. Maybe, you know, let me write that down. <laughs> right, just in case. Later. Yep. You know, we can make two. We can make two. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the thing that I struggle the most in terms of delayed gratification is with myself. I think I am mm. very much a product of the microwave generation. Um, I think that knowing timelines and not even just just the simple and it doesn't change anything, which is so crazy. But just like knowing when to expect things, knowing when to expect the shift, whether than just experiencing life and living as it is. I think that anything that I don't know the ending result to or know the time frame in which it could happen, which it could shift. I think I have become so uncomfortable in not having control because that's all that really is, um, mm-hmm. is that. You know, I think that in, that impedes upon my ability to still function while I wait during that delayed gratification um, and function in a healthy manner. I think I still function well, like I just don't shut down. But I think that some of the ways that I do find solace while I wait is, is not the healthiest at times. Do you mind sharing? And you can say no. Yeah, girl, I don't care. Um, <laughs> with those, with those unhealthy ways, maybe. I think the things when I'm uncomfortable and <clears throat> when I lack control over a certain situation, I seek comfort. I seek comfort in old habits, um, mm. whether that be a poor diet. You know what I'm saying? Because I've struggled with that over these last what two, three weeks. I feel like I've had a lot going on, and my eating has been trash. Okay. Um, I try Mm -hmm. to find comfort in maybe familiar relationships. That can be old friendships Mm. or old relationships. That's a really bad habit that I I have, admittedly, that I have. But I've been trying to make active steps towards working, you know, to to change that. Um, And I think that one of the other things that I start to do is, like, doubt myself. And start to revisit old lenses in the way that I view myself. Like, okay, so if I'm waiting for this, then that means something must be wrong on my end. Like, just because I have to wait means that I'm being punished. And and delay is not denial, and it doesn't mean that it's a punishment. It just means not right now. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Um, and I think I had to put that in other contexts for me to really understand. Like, so, for instance, if I'm two years old and I'm behind my mom's you know, car, and I'm just like, I want to drive. And she's not telling me no because she doesn't want me to drive. She's telling me no because it's not the time yet. I'm not equipped right. yet. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's something that I struggle with. And those are some of the things that I revert to. But I think in terms of my personal progress and how I want my life to look, um, that delayed gratification is 
awful. And I think that in the long term, when I'm looking for big transitions, I feel it the most. But I think if I was really being cognizant of what's going on, I think that's something I struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis because that is why I probably struggle so much with diet. I can work out all day long, but the diet thing is to delay my gratification to get the food that I want. I can't delay that, so I want it right now, which is why I struggle mm -hmm. with my diet. But I also think it's just... It's the circumstances, not the circumstances, but it's the environment in which we've been raised in for a long period of time. And those are just skill sets that we're losing, to be quite frank with mm -hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like when we're on the highway and we're going, I guess, from Cleveland to Columbus and they're letting you know, like, hey, the next exit is 25 minutes away. It's 25 miles on there. You can, you know what? how long it's going to take you to get there. Like, why do you have right. to know <laughs> the exact amount of time? It takes you to get one location to one location. The fact of the matter is, you're on a journey. You're on your way. And to your point, I think what what happens with that is, then you have a tendency to try to rush things that you had no business rushing, and then right. you also don't get the result that you wanted to begin with. Um, and I and I also I actually was just having this conversation with somebody else the other day, and hopefully this. Um, you know, can, I guess, provide some insight for somebody else or maybe even some encouragement. But, like, when you tend to do those things because you're, like, you're, you want this instant gratification, you make decisions in haste. Mm -hmm. And you make decisions probably too quickly again, and you may end up with the result that you did not want. You may end up in a worse situation than you even expected. So, like you said, you could see that sign that said, you know, this exit is 25 miles ahead, but you just want that, that exit to come that much sooner. So you doing 95. Well, if you doing 95 in Ohio in the middle of March on the freeway, you might hit a patch of ice. <laughs> you yes. might get a speeding ticket. And that is not a situation that you want to be in either. It's not so much as being a rule follower, but it's allowing yourself to not feel like you always have to control every situation. And sometimes when you are trying to put your your per maybe not perspective i can't think of the word right now but when you're when you're so busy trying to control that situation you're not leaving room for that journey like you said and for it to be you know how it was how it was supposed to be how it was destined to be and now of course because it's your destiny or you know when it's god's grace and plan you're going to get to whatever result and plan that he had for you anyway amen but but why belabor that process if you don't have to so, I think that, it's, I mean I that's think something it's that's out. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's something that I've I've also had to work through, and then just also encourage other people. And even going back to that example of like somebody wanting to leave their job, like I hear that you want to leave right now, but don't be so quick to take this job offer if it's not the best job offer. Ooh. You know, like <laughs> it, it looks good because you're trying to get out of this situation, right? But what you don't but want to do is go from one bad situation to the next and then you want to job another. search again. Exactly. But I think I was, uh, what was I going to say? It's, it's, it's a, it, I think it's one of those cliche sayings that I think a lot of people get offended by, but I think it's so much value in really understanding it. And it's that you have to stay in your own lane. 
Stay in your lane. You have to stay in your own lane. So when you're looking and you're focused on your own journey, you're not looking at other people's lanes. You're not worried about what's going on with them. You're not comparing or contrasting yourself. You are focused on what you have going on in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like life is passing you by when you're so busy planning for what's next. You're not even being grateful for the things you pray for in this current season. And that's something I struggle mm-hmm. with too right now. Um but that was actually one of my toughest lessons. And it's just like, okay, let me let me change my attitude instead of saying, like, I don't want to be here. And being like, I, I, will, I will still serve unto the Lord wherever I am because it's a blessing for me still to be here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So even d- despite, like, what's going on in the circumstances, that's just something that, that really helped me. But standing in your lane is everything. Like, trying to measure up to what other people are doing, trying to meet their standards, trying to rush into relationships, trying to be in a relationship before you even have the capacity, the skill set to even produce a good partner out of yourself. Like, you just... Mm. You're at a disservice to not only you, but to other people. And I think that people are so selfish, because that's what it is, and self-involved, that they don't even realize mm-hmm. that that's what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's the conversation I've been having and with a lot of people, too, is that I've been hearing um, one of my friends <laughs> called this girl a lonely black woman. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's harsh. But I was like, you know, mm. her and I have the same criteria. What makes us different? And he was like, the difference right. is that you not saying that your life goals are to get married, have kids, and that's just it. You know what I'm saying? Like, your life is so much bigger than that. So I don't think that you're lonely in your single process. And I was like, well, in in, in that case, that could that title could be true because she really is. She really might be lonely. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you're not equipped to love yourself enough to give love to somebody else. You're doing yourself a disservice and also that partner who you potentially want right now. Right. And sometimes, if that's the case, I would rather be lonely than in a situation that I'm not equipped to handle. And as a as one of my good friends, um, Tiffany <laughs> said oh, to oh, me. Oh, hey, Tiffany. I know Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she mentioned, she was like, you know, there's no traffic in your own lane. Talk to and me. That's, and that's what happens when you're not in your lane. Like you were mentioning those other things that you mentioned. That's traffic. Those are work roadblocks. Preventing you to get from the things that are just in your lane. If you just stay there. <laughs> like, stay right there. It's, it's a little... It's called your lane for a reason. <laughs> that, is, that is so true. So... Um, I, I just I felt the need to to share that it needed to it needed to be said it needed to be said um, so yeah I you know I think I think you're right that and I so love this topic and I think I looked at it differently this week when I saw it on the list as opposed to or maybe it wasn't on the list before but um we often just talk about instant gratification yeah and not delayed gratification and so like um and like you put in the note like what is worth the wait and the most of the things that you ultimately want those major those big goals those are the things that you that are worth the wait and that you want to invest your time and patience um work research in and not just do in a microwave fashion yeah, and, uh, and sometimes the microwave you don't even, stuff isn't always good for you. No, it's not. I try not to microwave my food either. But um, 
it's it's true it's, it's not always good and and one of the things i think that really happens and that could stifle us is that we really do miss out on critical character building life changing like survival mm-hmm. skills you know what i'm saying like yep. because this this life isn't just in the blink of an eye it feels like it but you have to live it and so mm-hmm. what does happen in the blink of an eye you actually still has to, you still have to go through it so for people who want to be in long-term relationships like 40 years don't happen overnight 50 years don't Ooh. happen overnight you know Ooh, what I'm saying? Preach. 60 years don't happen overnight. Even somebody who wants to have a footing in their career. When people find or strike success, a lot of times the overnight successes aren't overnight. That's 10, 20 years in the game. That don't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like that body don't happen overnight. That's that's consistently eating good, working out. At that every meal, I literally be thinking that you want me to make a good choice every meal? Every, every meal. meal, every snack, gotta be good. But that is worth the wait. Not just that's dinner. You, right. <laughs> right. It's not just one salad a day. It's a salad at every meal. It's greens and everything. You know what I'm saying? So I think that those are critical skills a lot of the time that we miss is that opportunity to really know what it's like to build from the ground up and not really just get something instantly. And I think... Mm-hmm. Things like Instagram, and that's one of our topics probably for a later day, like Instagram, social mm-hmm. media, that's confused us a lot in terms of what's reachable today and what could be attainable 20 years from now, but it can still be greater right. than what you could get to, get to today. And also like what is good, like what, what feels good right now versus what is sustainable. Right. Like, that's I, so real. And that's, that's like... I mean, that, again, goes back to the microwave thing. Like, yeah, it tastes good. It was quick. It was easy. You didn't have to do much. Um, and that's cool. But, like, is it going to sustain you? Yeah. The thing that I may put in the microwave, that little TV dinner that I put in the microwave, and I want to go work out for an hour and a half, I might be done passed out by the end of that because it might not, have, might not have sustained me or offered me enough nourishment. Um, but... You got you got to put in the work. You, you do. have to put in the work. Oh, I remember you and Mark work. telling me that when I first graduated from school, and I was like, "This is the amount of money I want to make." And y'all were like, "Kiana." <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that y'all were like, "Kiana, you have to start somewhere." And I'm just like, "That's where I want to start. That's what I'm. Just, that's what I'm telling y'all." <laughs> and I didn't get there until three, four years ago. You know what I'm saying? So. You do have to go through the process. Uh, I saw this video today on Diddy's Insta Snap of DJ Khaled. And one thing that stood out to me that he said, because I love Khaled. I think that if you love and you're looking for somebody to lift you up, go on DJ Khaled page because he will. <laughs> but what he said. I don't follow him, but I might have to check that out. He is, I mean, he is nothing but a bundle of positive energy, to be fair. Like, it's never anything negative, it's always positive. Um, but one of the things he said, he was like, it's a lot of good shit out here. And I'm focused on making hits. Like, it's a lot of good shit out here. But y'all mm-hmm. got to understand between, the difference between what's good and what's great. Quantity versus uh, quality. There you go. There you and go. I want to be great. Quality takes <laughs> I time. I want to be great. Yeah. Quality takes hardship. Quality takes bounce back. Quality takes discipline and resilience. It takes all those things. It takes delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patience. Which I heard Patience. is a virtue. Whatever I heard it's a virtue. It's whatever not that, what I have. Whatever that means. 
<laughs> not what I had. Somebody told me that the other day. They were like, patience is a virtue. I said, what exactly does that mean? They said, I don't know. I said, well, don't right. say it to me no more. Because <laughs> right, I don't have it. <laughs> don't say it to me anymore. I don't have it, and I'm actually tired of uh, praying about it because... <laughs> I don't ask for patience. I don't. I used to. So, I, got I used tested. to, but when I realized I was getting those tests in, in the way that I did not want them... <laughs> I feel like y'all still like, testing my patience from when I asked him I was like, that. I was just playing. I was just playing. Send me love instead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Well, this was a good topic, Kiana. <laughs> Thank, um, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do we want to go into something else? Or, because I'm looking at the uh, thing. <laughs> or, you tell me. You want to keep going to the next one? We can. We can go if you want. Okay. Okay, let's keep it rocking then. Um, oh, I'm gonna let you kick that off too. <laughs> Dag, really? Okay, no, 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 no. It's not that I can't. It's just the fact that I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I got you. So you just fill in. I'm gonna kick us off to jog your memory. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. Okay, so this next topic is, um, and I might not even say it right, is about the black tax. Mm. As it relates to self-care. Um, so that's what I have. Because that's the next topic. <laughs> did you have any context that you wanted to provide in that, Kiana, before I go further? I think I did when I first okay. wanted to talk about it. But I think I've forgotten since then. Okay. Um, but I know that it's something that I always think about I always think about um what our journey looks like compared to our counterparts and the things mm -hmm. that we have to not the things we have to but the systems that we have to pay monetarily or in service um in order or to mentally. emotionally physically to try to get mm -hmm. ahead and that tax is never we don't get a tax break mm -mm. whatsoever it feels like we never pay enough it feels like we can. It feels almost impossible. It feels really hopeless trying to get ahead. And that's not to say I don't have hope, but that's the feeling that I have when trying to get ahead. Is that a, a sense of hopelessness at sometimes? Mm -hmm. um, how do you think the black tax has personally affected you, or like what's the biggest way it has affected your life? Um, I will say, I will say at this point in my life, one of the things that sticks out is, uh, is work, is professionally. Mm. Um, because, and that's really in more recent years, um, the job I had previously, I don't think I saw it as much just because of the work I did in the atmosphere. So I still work in nonprofit, but before... I was around so many people of color. Now, most of them were our clients, but I was around so many people of color that it didn't feel as taxing because I was doing work that supported them. Um, and even though my colleagues might not have been a majority black or a minority, um, the people that I saw every day and that I engaged with um, a lot of times were of color and were black. But in these last few years, the black tax has really just shown up um, to be more prevalent just because of the height, um, the heightened of, you know, black male shootings and then having to go to work the next day. Mm. Um, and the profession that I'm in where 
not only do I have to go into work next day, I'm not in a field where I can go in and do some data entry. And this is no shade. And that's not to say that those in data entry or um, a less interactive job don't have that same emotional weight. But because I go in and I work in HR, there's always somebody knocking on my door needing me. And so it's hard to be able to go in and turn that off um, and let go of that weight and to then be needed and have to put all of that aside um, and, and, <laughs> and not always being able to say, now nah, I've, I've gotten a lot better about it in creating those boundaries where it's just kind of like, you know, I'm not really in a space to handle <laughs> what you're bringing to me right now. But I, I, I guarantee you that I will circle back with you. But um, mm. this this actually happened to me on Monday when I just, you know, I just mentioned that um, I had uh, the last couple of days were a little rough and I got back Monday. I was a little better, um, but I wasn't all the way there yet. And I literally like I walk in the door at 830. I sat down at my desk. It was probably 835. I had somebody that came into my office and they were like, you know, how was your weekend? How was your long weekend? Because I had a couple of days off. And I was like, you know, it was just okay. And they were like, um, and I know that I was visibly not together. And they were like, let me tell you what's going on. Mm. Let me tell you what happened to me. And it was like, I ain't been here but five minutes. And you clearly were just asking me how I was doing or how my weekend was out of pleasantries just to make sure that it wasn't about you, but it was. Um, and of course, and of course, this person was not black. <laughs> you know what that I mean? White because, guilt, that white guilt gone somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> because I know that I have had those peers that are black that have come into my office and that can visibly see, but they're more self-aware and they're more cognizant of like other people. I was coming here, right? Of other people, I was coming here for something else. But like, if we need to, if you need to do this at another time, we can. Or if we need to um, talk about you for a second, we can. Um, but it was just like you don't. You have the luxury. Of not even not even thinking about these things because it's always about you, um, and that and that's just on a regular day. That's not the days after Donald Trump is voted into being president. That's not including the day after Tamir Rice. Like, and that's not to say that other people um, that are not of color don't have burdens or you know things at home that they're carrying it as well, but. Ours just looks different. And I was uh, talking to a friend about this, like, because he's going through some things, like, professionally in his in his workplace. And it's just, like, facing some, some challenges in terms of how his management is treating him. And he was like, I could just tell, like, after talking to a few other black colleagues, like, they feel intimidated. He was like, you know, this person sees, you know, a black woman with degrees or, you know, a black man with degrees or experience. And I'm like... But see, that's what we forget is that before before any of that is even acknowledged, all we have to do is walk in a room. Mm -hmm. That's tax alone. That's tax alone where me as a black woman, I walk in the room and you're intimidated. And then don't find out that I that I have a degree, that I come with some experience. Oh, you really insecure now. Don't let me think and speak up. 
Exactly. Don't let me have a voice. It's done for. It's done for. And not only do they become intimidated, they become insecure. Um, and they try to, they then have to find ways to make their sales more valuable. But it's at our detriment. It's at our detriment. Because it's like, how, how can I minimize this person? How can I manipulate it to make them look bad and make myself look good? Come Whereas on. It's, where where you really could just be like you could just level the fuck up you could or you could just be a fan <laughs> right you could be or a you fan. could just be a fan of my work pat me on my back tell or me you good job like you do all your say, other white colleagues you could actually just say nothing at all and work and, and work business. with me the same way that you work with your counterparts who are a lot more smarter than you like so yeah, that's 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 where um, I have seen, and not that we don't see black tax all the time on a daily, um, but I know that the workplace is a big place because you have to carry personal life there too. And let me just add to this before I go into my experience with the black tax. And the thing that you, the thing that you said was that you know our tax looks different, and it does, but at the same time, and we spoke about this seconds ago is that not only does our tax look different but the fact that our tax is unacknowledged mm-hmm. and there's so many other ways that you acknowledge my blackness you know you acknowledge my hair you acknowledge <laughs> the music i listen to you acknowledge these the ratchetest artists you can find and think that we can have some type of association with like that we can be friends because i love cardi b and you happen to right. like her um but don't like black women i'm in the gonna hood. start being like i'm gonna start being like cardi i'm like, cardi? like i don't know her I don't know um, I think it's the fact that we go, we are always unacknowledged. And I think that's the issue. Like, you don't have to have malice behind your racism. You don't have to have that. It's the fact that we go with no type of intentionality about being included. And that is the worst part. And that is what we're talking about. You don't always have to come from a bad place. You can just come from a place of ignorance. And that's bad enough. Because mm-hmm. ignorance will be the root of what happens after that. And that's how bad mistakes exactly. happen. That, that's what breeds the mistakes. That's what breeds the ignorant comments. That's what breeds the intentionality. Because it is intentional. Because you know there's a Black History Month. And the intentionality about, uh, around you not right. even acknowledging it. That's the, that's the ignorance. And so I think that that's something that we live with every single day. To pe- That people want us. That people want our culture. That people want our hair. That people want to hire us so they can check a box and say that they're diverse. But don't want to include us and don't want to acknowledge us when it comes down to it. And I'm tired. Tired. Exhausted. Like, literally exhausted. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that rest. So, the way that I experience... <laughs> Black tax for me, I always look at it, not always, but I think one of the ways that I focus on black tax primarily is from a standpoint of education, you know, not only from my educational experience, but from other, you know, people of color who are trying to achieve some form of education because I work in education. So not only had it followed me from my studies, but now it's my everyday life. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we're always paying tax to catch up because education was supposed was supposed was supposed was supposed to be the great equalizer which it is not it is not it is not and then it's not equal it's one of the greatest dividers absolutely and not only is it a divider between us and our counterparts it is a divider between us and our communities 
Yep. It is, it, is, it, is the ve- <laughs> like, it is the very thing that they tell you to go out and attain, and it is the very thing that separates you from your community. And well, it's the very thing that a this. lot of people don't understand where it is that you're trying to go because they're stuck in where you escape from. And it's not their fault. They just don't understand it. And it, and it builds a, a, a rift between you and the very people that you think that you have to go back to when the whites don't accept you after you've gotten exactly. this accolade. Um, but that's a that's a severe tax that we pay. We're paying not only for the education and being put in debt. Not only do we not have the money to go to college, we don't get the money to pay it back. Y'all knew that from the time we y'all knew that from the time y'all accepted us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was almost a system to get us trapped. But who am I? Um, I also feel as though. When it comes down to our community and our not even just our community, but our family, like there are people who want to forge through and be first generation college graduates. I'm a first generation college graduate. You know what I'm saying? And that is the very thing that some of my family members down to my mother can't even understand, not because she doesn't want to, because she doesn't have the skill set to do so. And that 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 creates an almost better than less than situation and not because mm-hmm. you think that you are better than or less than it's because you have achieved better than from the less than that you came from that's just Come a fact on. that's just a fact it's not that i'm different it's the fact that i've gone and i have climbed these mountains but when i climb them i leave you behind and i don't know what to say to you to bridge that gap or you felt left behind even though that your whole goal and goal and intent was to for me to have better from the last stand that I had. Absolutely. But, how, to, but how, how do you even foresee something like that when you don't even know about it? How do you plan exactly. for something you don't know? Because you came because you came from less than you can't prepare for that. No, you, you can't. can't. And and that's a tax itself. That is a because, tax. Because then there's a generational tax. And that could be off of the good or bad things that come next. Child. I'm gonna drop that. I just want y'all to. <laughs> I just want y'all to know that um, Kiana, she thinks she's slick, but she's really setting us up for the next topic, <laughs> not on this episode, on another episode. But our um, education is something that, as a community, we've always valued because it was something that was stripped from us when we came here. Our mm-hmm. intelligence, the way we communicate with each other, the way that we achieve things, our language was taken away from us, reading was taken away from us. That's something that we always feel like we're missing because it was stolen. Mm-hmm. Hear me clear, stolen. <laughs> we didn't we didn't mm-hmm. forget it. We didn't lose it. It was taken. Yeah. It was taken. So but I and think we're still trying to get it back. We are. We are. And I think that a lot of us are making leaps and bounds, of course, but we have a long way to go. Yeah. We have a very long way to go. Um, another way, is that, you know, I'm going I'm to let that go because we, we're, we'll talk about that later. But that is the way that I look at the black tax and what I experience in my personal life and in my professional life. Um, there, mm-hmm. there was also a story I wanted to tell really quick about an experience I had while I was in graduate school. And there was, our, our professor was asking us, what more can, what more do we want from our program? And one of the things I said is that I wanted to read more literature from black authors about case mm-hmm. studies that happened with the black experience. And mm-hmm. one of my um, cohort members actually was just like, well, then you should go out and find them. Oh, oh. 
And I said, so you want me to take time away from what I'm already doing, what you're doing, to go out and find people to educate myself and you about my about my history, which is still your history? Really? That's, and that's and that's the professor's job. Now that's that, what, exactly. That's, you want me to do that as a student. To do? You want me to go away from my learning experience, go out, create another, you know what I'm saying, like, list of black or not even another but a list of black authors to further do my professor's job all in all while i'm still trying to get an education and get my master's that's a tax and all while you don't even care to do it no not you're not gonna do it and tell somebody else happily happily go do it yourself but that's that's something we experience a lot anything that we want anything that we ask for Anything that we ask in order to cater to us, oftentimes is asked for us to do it ourselves. And I think it's better that we do do it ourselves, but it's still the fact that you never offer it to lend a hand when you're the one who created this MS. Meanwhile, you got people calling Kylie Jenner a self-made billionaire. Talking Whatever. about do it yourself. I mean, that's 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 not a real topic. But my point is, like, you always talk. You know, folks always talking about go do it yourself. But we have people out here that literally have not. I'm not discrediting her and where she's at right now, but have not done it themselves. <laughs> like literally have not done it themselves. And that that is the line that is always given to us. Well, if you want to go do it yourself. We have first off, let me just say this. We have done it ourselves. We built this country from the ground up ourselves. Right. We've taken care of other communities that y'all have dismembered, disbanded, and have murdered ourselves. We have come we together and given your babies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've done all of these things ourselves and we still don't get this short ass month of February off. We done gave y'all free labor for hundreds of years. And y'all ain't gonna give us a month off so y'all won't feel bad. Y'all should walk around work for the month of February yeah. and be like, black people are off. Wanna know why? Because they've already contributed work to our society when we did nothing, when we were bums. And we still give are me bums. March. Give me March. I want all 31 days. I don't. I want a season. I want a full season. I want three months out the year for me and mine. Well, that's when we just do 365 because that's what we do anyway. But we all we all sing in the same tune. Like, come on. So. <laughs> come on. I ain't going to be here. Just know that. <laughs> I ain't going to be at work. Just that experience itself. I was just like, how dare you ask me to do that? How dare you? Yeah. But that's something that a lot of people go through, not only in the classroom, but probably in interracial relationships, <laughs> probably and work probably at the grocery store um everywhere we go because we can't take off the mm-hmm. fact that we're black you know y'all can put it on when y'all favorite rap songs come on but we can't take it off right so so that's well, that. this these these were really really good topics today oh kiana oh um, <laughs> before we wrap up the episode we're gonna take a quick break for our ad and then we'll be right back This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist so anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe dm them on ig at sound ears or on twitter at sound ears underscore 
Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com. And we're back. Hey. We're going to wrap up this episode and... We are going to start with, I always mess this up, Kiana. The tips. Yes, I got it right. (laughs) Okay, let me ask. You have your tips? Okay, what? I do. Uh, Yeah, I have my tips. Okay, you go first. I have one of them, but I can't remember the other. So. I got them. Darn, I feel like we should have took a break. Like a real break. <laughs> yes, I can get You want me to go together. first? Yeah, can you go first? Okay. Okay. So I have two tips. Um, both of them are getting 50%. Um, my first tip is going to my friend Jasmine, who has started a blog called Letters to a Millennial. Um, if you have not already, please check her out on Instagram. Her Instagram name is millennial underscore jazz, J-A-S. Um, follow her and then click the link in her bio and subscribe to her, um, to her blog, which I absolutely love. Um, it's just very relatable. Um, and she speaks just from her perspective on topics and things that she's gone through, whether it be personally or in her career, um, and it's just, it's just, it's like something that I look forward to reading and, and just, just, li- or reading, sorry, not listening to. And then my other tip goes to my friend, Tiffany, Tiffany F. <laughs> I just specified. <laughs> she is starting a podcast. Um, her name on Instagram is, I can never remember, but we're going to find it here in two seconds. I'm not always good at remembering uh, Instagram names, but um, <laughs> her name on Instagram is, that's right, Mrs. T. Estelle. So, M-R-S-T-E-S-T-E-L-L-E. Go follow her because she is starting a podcast. Um, she's getting a 50% tip as well. One, because... Little do y'all know, she has been sitting here behind the scenes, so quiet, like, (laughs) um, just kind of watching as we do this podcast thing, she's already recorded her episode, so we just waiting for her to drop, Um, and I'm really looking forward to her first episode, because she is going to be, um, her first guest is her husband, and so they're going to be talking a little bit about their relationship, um, and their experience in being adoptive parents so so just um just be on the lookout for that i will share more with that or share more with you all on that as it comes out and it's released um and i kind of did this on purpose to give her the boost (laughs) go girl um so i'm excited for her but i'm really looking forward to it because she just has such a dynamic perspective she has uh lived a lot experienced a lot um and she has a lot a lot to offer so those are my tips for this week oh awesome um my tips for this week i have two one of my tips is going to go out to a gentleman by the name of eric johnson so eric johnson graduated from the university of california riverside with a degree in mathematics and he started a math tutoring website to help people with all of their math problems 
Um, and his goal really is to make math easier through tutoring and online courses. Math is such a strong indicator in terms of success in high school and in college. I'm just so proud of his brother for doing that and just encouraging more people to mm -hmm. join the STEM field. He is a young African-American male. You can find him. Actually, you can find his um, Instagram page and it's at Johnson Math Tutoring. Um, so if you guys need any type of math tutoring or your kids or your nieces or nephews or you just know kids who struggling, you know, that's an online resource for them. So it's a new millennial way to get access to the resources we need to be successful. Awesome. Um, and my, that's what's up. It is what's up. I'm like, look at you out here prospering. And then my last tip, I don't know who, I don't know how much I gave him. I'm going to give him a 30% tip. And then my last tip, I'm going to give her a 40% tip. Goes out to one of my long-standing friends. I've been friends with her literally since the second grade. Um, it's going to go out to my friend Dominique. She started a clothing line called For the Nines. I'm so proud of her. And I want to recommend everybody, if you're looking for something fun, flashy, stylish, and exciting, go to their Instagram page at, at For the Nines or go to their website at ForTheNines.com and check her out. She's doing big things, y'all. Yep. And those are well, my tips. Those are awesome. <laughs> those are awesome awesome tips um do you have any brunch spots okay so here's my thing i have a brunch spot but i don't know the name so i don't okay <laughs> we gonna circle back to you on episode 41 then yeah find me later <laughs> um and that's no shade because i don't really have a brunch spot but well i do have a brunch spot but i didn't go for brunch um it's this place called Camelot Cellars here in um, Columbus in the Old Town East area. I It was recommended to me for brunch, but I actually went there for a happy hour. I went on the perfect night. Didn't even know. it was um, They were having their happy hour, but it was also ladies night. Um, had a really good experience for the most part. I'm really excited to go back to try their brunch. And also, um, you can make your own wine there. So, oh, wow. yes. So I want to try it. It would be like a fun, and they they um they're open their space up for like people to host like parties and whatnot. So it's a really dope venue. Um, yeah. So if you're in uh, Columbus, I would check so it out. This makes me so sad. Why? Because I didn't do any of these things in Columbus. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you got time to find those things in Nashville or and this place is new. So when it right. <laughs> Or come back. <laughs> um, so I wasn't even here when you were here. I know here, that was so you, Tiffany. Too bad. I know that was you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> so, Camelot Cellars, Old Town East. Check it out. Um, I actually went there with Millennial Jazz. So... Um, we had a good time. We had a good time. Go Jazz. Are, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So that's my brunch spot for the week. That's uh, that's our brunch spot for the that's week. That's our. That's right. When mm -hmm. we have one, it's our brunch spot. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead and 
give the folks our social media. So if you're listening to us, whatever platform that you're listening, make sure that you subscribe. Not only subscribe, make sure you comment, leave us a review, and send it to a friend. Um, if you are on Spotify, you can follow us. We are also on SoundCloud and on iTunes. If you're looking for us on social media, we have a Facebook page called Bitches Love Brunch. We also have an Instagram page that be popping, and it is called the handle. I said it's called the handle is um, <laughs> Bitches Double Underscore Love Double Underscore Brunch. Add us. Tell us about some of your favorite brunch spots. Share some of your brunch experiences that you're having over the weekend. And if you have topic suggestions, drop those off in our DMs too. So yeah, that's yeah. where you can find us. Thank y'all. All right, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. All right, bye.